Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homie. I'm your host, and we're here to help you win at the game of business and marketing. If you are here today, you are what I like to call a business creator, and they fall into a number of different categories. We have entrepreneurs, small business owners, local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses. And on the other side of the coin, we have the do-it-yourselfers who like to have your own hands on the levers as you grow your business. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore episodes, and discover how we help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. We have over 100 episodes posted. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. And we are adding fresh content every single week. Now, most of our listeners for Business Creators Radio Show are very busy entrepreneurs. And when it comes to any distraction that gets in the way of their path towards success, they're going to say, I ain't got time for that. And one of the things that comes up most frequently is social media. Why are we posting all this stuff when he's chirping like birds and uh, circling around and face spacing and you know, all this circling and, and whatever the heck you call Instagramming. Uh, but when it really comes down to it, you don't have to be spending that much time on social media. There are times when I barely get on 10 minutes a day, but I could walk away from that 10 minutes a day and end up with a client because I know what I'm doing with social media. And I want to help you today as a listener by bringing on somebody who can help us with this whole concept of building your business and just two hours per week on social media. And for that, we have Debbie Peck of the Crush Marketing Group. And just to tell you a little bit about Debbie, through her company, Crush Marketing Group, Debbie Peck teaches and inspires people to utilize social media to not only build strong companies, but to create a better world. She has been working online for over 14 years in all aspects of internet marketing and is the creator of Social Media Kindergarten, which is a place that, believe me, I'd like to send a lot of people. (laughs) As a certified social media manager, Facebook ad specialist, and online marketing strategist, Debbie can help you bring in more leads, more sales, and more freedom in your business. Debbie's mission is to help coaches, speakers, authors, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to get their message out in a bigger way. And hopefully here at the Business Creators Radio Show, we can contribute to the movement. Welcome aboard. Debbie. Hey, Adam. Nice to be here. How are you? It couldn't be better if you paid me a million dollars. That shouldn't discourage you from doing so, however. Excellent. All right. That was a great great fanfare. Thanks so much. Well, you know, if you don't have fun in life, what's the purpose? This is not a dress rehearsal. This is not practice. This is the one time we get to do it. So if you're not enjoying your business and you're not enjoying what you're doing, for goodness sake, just change it. Seriously, just change it. And what's beautiful about social media is when you leverage it properly, you can use that as a catalyst to create that change. When you're reaching the right audiences and delivering messages, they're going to attract more visitors to your web pages and more eager prospects to your business. But before we get into all that, what I'd like to do is just take a quick step back and give those of our listeners who may not have heard of you yet a chance to get to know you. So just tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to where you are today. Well, uh, as you as you mentioned, I've been working online for over 14 years, and back in the day, in the Wild West days of the Internet, we didn't have social media. We didn't have all of these fancy tools and, 
And it was really somebody that introduced me to uh, the Internet. And I used to do this kind of part-time on the side. I was a, I was a single mom, and uh, this is, I used to do affiliate marketing, if you've heard of that. And yep. uh, I, I used to write uh, websites hard-coded in HTML. We didn't yep. have <laughs> <laughs> fancy WordPress or anything like that, yep. uh, any of these uh, easy web builders. It was all, you know, the hard way. And uh, we didn't have courses or anything, so I just kind of had to slog it out and learn all this stuff for myself. And and uh, so that's what I did, and it was really kind of a hobby back then, but it was also a passion. And I, I remember sitting at my desk. I used to get up early, early in the morning before the kids got up, and uh, I would work on my Internet stuff before work and school. And I remember thinking, oh, man, I don't want to go to work today. I had this job that I kind of hated, and, and I thought, yeah. I just want to stay here and do this all day. And now I get to. And so I'm really fortunate and grateful for that. I've been working full time in this business for about five years now, but I've also gone through uh, a storefront business. I, I had a winemaking facility at one point nice. and, uh, for five years. And so I've really been on both sides, both um, online and offline, and uh, learned a lot of stuff along the way. So that's kind of where I've been. I love the social media. When it first came along, um, I thought to myself, wait a minute. I, was, I had my wine shop at that time, and I thought, you mean to tell me that I can connect with my customers in real time for free? I was all over that, so I just thought, I, I can't wait to get started in that. So then I just learned everything I could to know about, about it, and I took courses and got certified, and, and now I help other people uh, put their social media in place. Well, it's you and I started out not too far apart from each other. I've been doing this stuff for about maybe about 12, 13 years, give or take. It just depends on how you define the actual beginning of me being involved in online marketing. And if you want to hear a real funny story, my very first business website, which I'm not going to give anybody any clues on how to find it. It is on the Wayback Machine, but I'm not going to give out any clues, was based on a porn site. Oh dear! <laughs> I was looking. I was this because we didn't have WordPress and we didn't have yeah. and I didn't have you know money to buy HTML coding software and I and the only way I was really able to learn this is just by finding something that worked and tinkering with it to figure out how I worked. Just like when we were kids, we used to take appliances apart to figure out how they worked. That that's how I figured it out. And I found this porn site that seemed coded. You know, the, the, the coding was very straightforward. I knew how to do the view source. I could understand what it said, so I just took out all the the naked people stuff and put in the <laughs> built your business stuff, and off we went. Uh, that lasted for about six months. Uh, believe it or not, I did get clients off of it. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, mine were a little bit more benign. I sold everything from, like, dog stuff to baby clothes to you name it all kinds of different things and got affiliate commissions for that so no porn stuff though <laughs> right 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 I've, I've i've also had serious offers to get involved to get involved and become uh, a porn affiliate but i you know that's just not a place i really want to go for two reasons it's you know not my speed and also there are companies out there that niche in that stuff i've also had uh companies approach us uh we, we've had amateur porn stars approach us for help in building their careers and i've referred them off because uh that, that that's a very specialized niche not only do you have to have certain understandings of legal things that are not known to the common layman but uh, there's a real art and a science around standing out in that very 
crowded markets. So there are other companies that are suited to that, which is a point I tell everybody. Just because a great opportunity knocks on your door doesn't mean you have to answer. It may not be an area you really need to stretch your business. And that is definitely one of those areas where I don't need to go. I find that interesting that that you would have to actually market somebody in the porn industry. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, like <laughs> it's it's it's, so. it's like it's like anything else, uh, and 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 that industry is at this point so saturated and so proliferated that standing out in that, especially with the movement of amateur porn and women building their porn careers by being online cam girls and all the websites right. that. I mean, it's it's one of those types of things where you don't have to do the uh, casting couch audition anymore. You can make your own career. And for that reason, everybody's trying to do it. Well, not everybody, but you get my meaning. Well, you know, this has been an, a really interesting conversation because I can't wait to post on my social media that I had a conversation about porn today. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm looking forward to that. We'll have to, we'll have to make sure we exchange friend requests so I can see that. Uh, that, would be fan, that, would be fan, that would be fantastic. And the final point I wanted to make about, you know, just all of that is, you know, when you, when you think about it, um, are some of our most popular and most successful people in the porn industry are leveraging the power of social media because you know that's where the horny people are hanging out i mean you got to know your market and the way you market on social media that in that particular niche is something that is an art and a science in and of itself um i don't know where they find two hours a week to do it but i guess they do it one way or another i'm hoping you can help us non-porn people with the two hours a week can you do that for us <laughs> I absolutely can help you with that. That's why, yeah, that's why we're that. together. That's why we're together. Before <laughs> we do that, and and I promise everybody, get your pen and paper out now or put this on speaker and run and get your pen and paper and then get back here while Debbie answers our next question, which our listeners know what's coming up next. And this is where I say, here on the Business Creators Radio Show, hear that drum roll? Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement anything that anybody tells them they need to do, except for time and money. This is a question we ask every expert who appears on Business Creators Radio Show, and what I like is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted. So, Debbie, how do time and money impact what we're going to talk about today? Well, you know, it, it kind of brings to mind a story. Uh, I have a client that he has written two books, and uh, he's very low-key. Like, you wouldn't, you've never heard of him or anything. And uh, I read these two books, and I was just dumbfounded. It, they were so amazing. And I said to this guy, why are you not famous? I mean, his stuff is right up there with, like, Deepak Chopra and those types of uh, things. It, it, very, very profound sure. material. And when I read those books, I was like, I am making it my mission in life to make sure that I get information in the hands of people who need to get their message out to the world in a big way. And so what I found was people were you know, talking about wasting their time on social media and there was no you know, money to hire other people and things like that. And so I uh, have served multiple clients, including um, – you know, a few celebrity clients out there, and I put together a bit of a blueprint on how people can do this themselves or they can introduce it to their team to be able to, to make sure that they're getting their message out in a bigger way. 
the bottom line is, is I've met so many amazing people around the world because I do have worldwide clients and, um, you know, they need to get their message out because the world would be a better place if, if uh, somebody across the ocean heard what they needed to say. And wouldn't right. it be sad if that one person that needed you didn't hear your message? That would be very sad. In fact, I'm misting up just thinking about that possibility that there may be somebody, <laughs> there may be somebody in the most serene Republic of San Marino on a laptop out in the piazza right now who's sharing something, and I'm going to miss it because I'm not connected to them on social media. It makes me just want to friend everybody. But your point, of course, is very clear. So let's start at the bottom and work our way up here. What is the number one thing that business owners say is their biggest pet peeve about social media? Well, we've already talked about it, and that is time. People right. are always complaining about the time. And right. now here's the thing. They're, they're, uh, they're complaining about spending too much time on social media, but really what kind of time are they spending? Is it quality time, or are they just looking at cat videos? Because hey, I, love, cat video. I, I love cat videos. <laughs> trust me. Hey, I participate in Catterday too, trust yes. me. But I, I, I'm a huge pet person. But, you know, in fact, I shared, I shared cute little pig videos today with a friend of mine. They're really adorable. Aww. But they are so cute. But here's the thing. Is that building my business? Is it moving my business forward in any way? You know? And so social media is a tool. And if you operate it correctly and, put, you know, you go on and you do specific processes, you will be successful at it, just like anything else. There's systems in your business. And if you have a system for your social media – you'll be successful in that. And so I think that that's the difference here is people, how they're spending that time. If they could truly utilize the specific time that they spend, uh, you know, in the right way, they would be successful. Yeah, I can name a few ways that people are spending their time uh, that are just completely wasteful. And then they think that social media in general is a complete waste of time. One, one of which is trying to persuade other people of their political views by attacking other people's favorite candidates or causes. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I, I will not go there and I do not. I won't allow it on my wall, and I won't share it with others. I have candidates that I like. I have causes that I believe in. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to positively share the merits of what I believe in uh, in the hopes that others who agree with me will find common cause and that those who disagree with me may at least be open to another point of view without in any way challenging what they find to be equally passionately true. That's how you win people over. You show them the positivity of what it looks like when you view it through a different set of eyes. And maybe you catch them at a point where they just you know review everything or maybe something's in the back of their mind. They're thinking maybe they want to see things a little bit differently, different point of view, or they're trying to understand the other side better. That's how you get through, not by calling somebody any word that ends in the word ist. Yes, yeah, I agree. And you don't get it's, through to people like that. Yeah, it's really brought out, um, you know, uh, that's one of the things that I teach my clients is when you're online, uh, just because there's a keyboard in front of you doesn't mean that there's not a human on the other side with real feelings, real emotions, and, right. you know, treat that as if you were standing right in front of their face. Whatever you're typing, if you would say it straight to their face, then, you know, but, well, I have to back up there because some people actually would, but <laughs> I know. Uh, we're talking, we're talking about business here. So if you, right. you know, in business, would you actually walk up to somebody and say some of the things that we've seen online? So, you know, the trolls and the haters, it's just, it's such a, 
it's a really difficult thing to deal with sometimes. And I've even had my share of that. And I've had haters. I I had somebody use me around in LinkedIn discussion groups and just attack me for the most ridiculous reasons. And I used to play into and fight back with her. And, uh, and this is a time when I really didn't know better how to handle this. Eventually she stopped doing it. And you know why she stopped doing it? Because she went out of business. She was so busy. Ah. She was so busy attacking her competition instead of making common cause with her competition. She got run right out of business. I found out, uh, you know, I don't mean this is a cliche. It's just what I found out. I found out she went into real estate. So what I did, just because sometimes the empire strikes back, is a few months later I wrote to her and uh, I asked her some honest, straight-up questions about the state of the real estate market in Chicago, which is where she was based. Now, my underlying theme was, and I also included comments like, you know, my website conversions business is having a really good year and I'm looking to invest in properties out of state. And I was wondering if you knew of anything in the Chicago area. That was me jabbing at her saying, hey, while you were tearing me down, I was building myself up. Look who's still here <laughs> and look who's gone now. <laughs> I love so, that. That's great. You know, what kind of response I got? None. Wow. She didn't, have much to, she didn't have much to say when she didn't have me to tear down. So that was a very mm-hmm. important lesson for me, which is that people will tear down and stand on other people's shoulders rather than understand that the way you lift yourself up is you lift up the people around you. That's how you lift yourself up. You lift up the people around exactly. you, you make common cause, and you move up together. That's how you do it. So all that behavior, just set that aside. And when I see it, when I run into a hater or somebody who offers unsolicited advice or anything now, I just say, excuse me, um, you know, I just don't recall. Maybe I am just forgetting something, but did I pay you a big consulting fee, which would have indicated that I care? You know, there's, <laughs> what, there's, there's, con- there's constructive criticism. That's right. fine. A healthy discussion is one thing. But out and out rude and, um, you know, uncalled for remarks are not okay. At least be respectful. You know, if you're having a, a discussion in person, you'd at least be respectful in your tone of voice and, you know, the way you talk to that person. But online, people seem to have this, this thing where they feel that they're allowed to be disrespectful. And oh, that's yeah. not okay. I mean, you're allowed to have a differing opinion. No problem. Right. I sure have. But you're not allowed to be disrespectful. Yeah, and and I run into this a lot because um, you know being being vegan, uh, everybody thinks that they have the uh, that they that that just opens the door for them to tell me how I'm wasting away because I I don't eat dead animals or that uh, my my dietary ideas are all all wrong or telling me to just lighten up and have a burger or something along these lines. And I'm thinking, are you vegetarian? I, I said vegan. I go beyond vegetarian. Oh, okay. I'm so, I'm uh, I'm I'm vegetarian. Very close to vegan there's, a, there's yeah, yeah i yeah i i move from one to the others in my progression um so uh yeah so they and so and and through all this i'm thinking uh you know i i did pay a nutrition coach to help me make this transition and if i have any questions she would still be the one i go to not you and I, yeah, exactly. and, and, I, and I was and I wasn't and I wasn't mentioning my dietary lifestyle choice because I was saying, hey, and by the way, what do you think of it? I wasn't asking that. I was right. saying I wasn't asking. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's another thing I think that entrepreneurs are sometimes afraid of, that they're going to put themselves out there. They're going to put their beliefs and their best practices out there. And some competitor is going to come and just try and tear them down. Uh, because there right. are a lot of people out there who try and raise themselves up. And, and some of the biggest haters I've gotten on the whole vegan thing are uh, quote-unquote nutrition coaches. 
Right, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you mentioned a word there, and I just want to say uh, the, the word competitors. For me, I like to use the word collaborators because yes. I have actually collaborated with a lot of other marketing people, social media people. I get hired by marketing companies all the time because, you know, they've chosen to not have an entire social media division. So I'll get brought in as a consultant or somebody to help work with a client. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, if I, if I had said, no, I don't, you know, marketing companies, that's a, you know, that's a competitor. But I, I, treat, I treat everybody the same so that you never know where it leads to, right? Well, ex- exactly. And you know what else is uh, I have had my direct competitors come on the Business Creators Radio Show, welcome them with open arms because there's something we can learn from each other. I have, exactly. friends, I have friendships with most of my direct competitors who are good at what they do because mm-hmm. through working together and raising every raising each other up, we make ourselves higher. That's how we raise each other up. Uh, so you have somebody who's a direct competitor. Well, you know, they may have somebody land on their doorstep who could be a great prospect for you. Maybe that prospect yeah. landing on their doorstep isn't such a great fit for them for whatever reason, but they may be perfect for you. Exactly. Or they may just be exactly. so overwhelmed that uh, and they're just so busy, they just cannot take on another client. So they want to deliver that prospect into good hands. Why can't those be yep. your good hands? Yep, exactly, exactly. Yes. Yeah, and, and I mean, I even have, I, uh, four years ago, I had uh, kidney cancer. And oh, dear. I'm totally fine now, uh, but I'm missing a kidney, but, you know, it's all good. Right. And, uh, but right. at the time, I, I, I was faced with going into the hospital and surgery, and I really had no idea, you know, how long I was going to be out for. And so I called upon one of my, what would have been considered a competitor, and he took on a couple of my clients for me and took care of them while I was, you know, re- recovering. Because you don't know, like I really didn't know how long I was going to be, and I knew that he would take good care of them, you know. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, and, and that could that could work that could work both ways. Uh, they could be in a situation where they have a major health issue, and they want somebody who they can trust to take good care of their clients without trying to steal them. Why not? Yeah. And, and the, yeah. in the end, in the end, the customer gets served, and as I said, we raise each other up by raising each other up. It's not by tearing each other down. That's how we do it. And then the third thing that uh, I think that causes people to um, look at social media sideways. I just want to get these out of the way before you show us the right way to do it in two hours a week. Is um, you know how it is during football season, baseball season, hockey season. Uh, uh, you know, water polo season, soccer season, whatever, where you have people typing into their statuses the same stuff that they're yelling at their television. Mm-hmm. It's like, goodness gracious, do you know what you look like? I mean, you don't look much better when you're screaming at your TV like, you fumbled the ball. You really think that they hear you? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, what that leads to in some cases is people get into arguments on social media over sports, and you do hear stories about how that spills into what happens outside of social media. So that argument that happened online turns into a brawl when they see each other in person over somebody fumbling the ball or the way the ref called the play or something like that. Yeah, and you know what I do is I say I tell people to stay away from certain topics. Right. I mean, unless you're unless you're close friends with people, you know, talking about things like politics, religion, and sports, really, does that need to be public knowledge? You know, I mean, right. 
would you talk about the same things in the boardroom as you would in the bar room, you know? Yeah. And so there's, it's, it's a public forum. And so you have to respect that and just know that there's a lot of people out there that are also lurking. They don't necessarily participate. So maybe somebody does disagree with you and you end up in a big brawl, but I tell you what, there's a lot of people who won't say anything and they just see the exchange going on and you're the one that's going to come out looking bad. So right. I just stay away from that kind of thing. Right. Just just in general. I mean, and and believe me, if you walk away from somebody who's trying to pick a social media fight with you, nobody's going to, they're not going to, you know what I mean? They're not going to look yeah. on you for that. Just like in real nope. life, if, just like in real life, if you're in a bar and some drunk decides that they want to step outside with you, want to take a swing at you right then, and, and I'm going to say this bluntly, and you run away like a bitch. <laughs> Anybody whose opinion matters is going is not going to be affected by that in the least. In fact, more people will say, that's a smart person who knows when to pick their battles. Yeah, that's and I've even had it where I, I don't generally engage with, with haters online. If somebody right. does post something that, they, that they're in disagreement with, I might actually post my point of view or whatever. But if it starts to get a little weird or whatever, I've even had my... Uh, followers jump in and, and defend me. So I just let them go at it and, you know, let them, in, uh, you know, defend me rather than me jumping in and, you know, they'll say good things about me. And that, that actually works great. So let's, let's spend 90 seconds on that because that's a great point. And that, and that's worked in my favor before. And I know a lot of people it's that worked in that favor before when you're a giver on social media, when you support people, you raise them up, you, you say nice things about them. You share their good comments. You come in with a like and a comment when they're sharing something that's important to them. And you just let them know that you care. When mm-hmm. you need them to back you, like somebody starts attacking them, they're going to remember you're that person that always stopped by with a nice like or a like comment. Or or when you had uh, or you had a little challenge you were facing in your business or whatever, and you posted some help on your wall, they jumped right in. They're going to remember that, and they're going to back you up. And they're going to say that, hater, I don't know what you're talking about, but you don't know this person at all. So why don't you just, uh, why don't you just go chase sand? <laughs> exactly. And then, and, then, and, then, and then get your tribe to do it for you. And then you don't have to worry about it. So... If you can do that for about two hours a week, I think you're great. But what I'd like to do now, obviously, since what I want the message that I wanted to get across to our business creators is don't worry about the haters and know that mm-hmm. if, you know if any haters come mess with you, just give them give them the address businesscreatorsradioshow.com and I'll do some ambush journalism. Okay, I mean I got you back. <laughs> all good all right <laughs> so, exactly we, we do we do have fun here i, I try to make it fun there's, for our listeners there's strength in numbers for sure <laughs> right right so there's uh, two questions here i'm going to kind of merge them together actually is how can people find time to work on your social media and how many times should they be posting on social media per day so uh, finding time to post if you're doing things correctly you really don't need a lot of time. So uh, what I suggest, and that's, I've got a little bit more in the blueprint that I'm going to share with you in a minute, but uh, realistically, if you popped on for, say, 10 minutes in the morning and maybe either 10 minutes later in the afternoon or evening, even once a day, if you're just checking in and you yep. have all of your other tasks fulfilled, that's all you need. It's really the engagement. People get sort of twisted in knots about some of the stuff that they need to do, and they find it overwhelming. But realistically, it's all about the engagement. It's all about 
um, just sharing with other people, getting to know them, and that sort of thing. There's no magic to it, really. There's no uh, you know hidden secrets that in that way. It's just communicating and and you know commenting on other people's stuff, sharing their stuff. Right. Uh, that's really where it's at. That there's that. And that doesn't take very much time at all. I mean, literally, if you spent 10 minutes doing that, that you'd get a lot done. If that's all you did was got on there and shared and commented for 10 minutes. And then get off, right? Yeah. And then for how many times a day posting on Facebook? So some people might freak out a little bit, what I'm about to say, but, but I'm going to explain it. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> it, the, the rule of thumb right now, because the engagement on, on Facebook has gone way, way down, uh, uh, or sorry, the viewability on Facebook has gotten way down, is three to five times per day on your Facebook fan page. Now, I know that sounds like a lot, but here's the thing. Only one of those needs to be yours. So if you have one post a day that is either um, you know, feeding back to your blog or uh, one of those nice pictures with the words on it, photo memes, uh, something that is your content. So really you're only coming up with one thing a day. The rest can be content that's shared from other people, right? And so that's what we talked about earlier, the sharing stuff from other people. So, I mean, literally you could go on in 10 minutes and share three or four posts, right? It's not that hard to do. Um, I, now, I like to use a scheduler for some stuff. I don't schedule out everything. Right. I make that really clear because, you know, you do need to have the engagement and all that. But what I, wanna, what I do want to do is, is schedule out some of those posts just so that, You've, you've got yourself covered throughout the day. So you're not spending, you know, 10 hours on, on social media. You're, you're, right. uh, you're providing some consistency throughout the day so you don't just go in first thing in the morning and slam through 10 posts and then leave, you know? Right. Um, so, so that's kind of how I do it. So that's, that's, uh, that, that's not very much time. And, uh, you know, I've taught dozens and dozens of people to do it this way, and it works very well. Okay, here's what I do, and it's very similar to how you do it. And I and I and I focus on LinkedIn, and I focus on Facebook, and that's as far as I get. Um, I'm on the other social networks, uh, but most of the time, that's actually my assistant pushing it out there. And then if anything yeah. comes in, it needs my personal response. She tells me, and I jump in. She has a direct line to me that nobody else has. So uh, in case anybody comes in, that actually requires my response. In fact, while we were here on this interview, I got a notification that there's something on Twitter that I should probably we jump in on so i'll do that after we're done uh just something like mm -hmm. that but here's how here's how i do it on those on those two networks i start with a couple of discussion groups that are very active that are full of people that need to hire me and i look for something in there someplace where i can comment on something or ask and give other people a chance and it's all about sharing brilliance that's the first thing I do on those two networks. The second thing I do is I scan the news feeds and I find a few things that are interesting. Uh, maybe a few of my friends posted something, drop some likes, drop some comments. If there's time after that, I take to my personal profiles and post something on the walls. Uh, anybody who looks at my personal Facebook profile, and by the way, you actually have to be a friend of mine to see it because I do have my privacy settings up a bit. Uh, you'll notice that there may be days that I go without posting anything at all, and there may be days that I post something seven times a day. It's idiosyncratic, and it's just the way it is. But just because I don't post on Facebook myself for five days doesn't mean I wasn't on Facebook those five days. It just means that I was extremely busy. And after I got through number one and number two, I just didn't have time for number three. I don't lose any sleep over it because I'm still getting the job done because I'm going where the other people are hanging out and sharing my brilliance. 
That's exactly it. That's, I couldn't have said it better myself. And so what you've done is that you have chosen specific tasks and specific things that you know are going to move you forward in your business. And right. that's what I'm talking about. So by putting that system that you have in place that works for you, you're only spending a small amount of time each day on social media. Now, if you choose to spend longer, you know, people say to me all the time, oh, I've spent, you know, three hours a day and I don't see anything from it. Well, that's like booking a business meeting in a coffee shop and the meeting is 45 minutes in your calendar. Then you end up visiting with the person and, you know, uh-huh. you're talking about your kids and social stuff and the meeting goes two hours. Well, that's fine, but just make, make it clear that you chose that, you've made that decision and, you know, now you've, you've blown a whole bunch of extra time that you hadn't planned for in your calendar. Yeah. And social yeah. media is the same way. Go on, do your business tasks, do the things you need to do, and then get off. I, and I'll tell you a little secret of mine. Um, I use a timer. Okay. <laughs> I know it sounds silly, no, but you know what? As a, social, as a social media manager, I manage multiple clients. And so if I don't use that timer and end up spending way more time on one than the other, it's not really fair, right? Right. So I have to I have to manage my time, you know, pretty closely in that respect. Yeah, that's very true, especially like where I am right now. I have a couple of big speaking engagements coming up and a whole bunch of launches that are in various stages of kicking off and they're all at the stage where they need a lot of my personal attention. It's not yet really to the point where my team takes over. We're still very much at the creative, which is me. My time is stretched pretty thin right now. Um, so, uh, you know, and even on a day when I'm less, even at times when I'm less stretch time wise, I do pretty much everything scheduled. Uh, unless you're somebody who's paid me a lot of money, if you just call me out of the blue, you're not going to get me live. And even if you are somebody who paid me a lot of money, I'd prefer you schedule the time. And all my great clients do that. And it's awesome. Uh, second thing is, is, uh, is, you know, I, you know, I do actually schedule social media time. This is when I'm going to go do it. Uh, maybe, right. you know, maybe every so often I may say, you know what, I need a five minute break. I need a mental break from what I'm doing. So let's just hop on your old social networks and see what's going on. See if there's anything I can hook onto real quick. But if that's like 10 minutes, that's it. Or sometimes I may mm-hmm. get in a situation where I have two back to back calls and there's a 15 minute gap in between them. Well, in 15 minutes, I can't get anything started. So I'll just, yeah. I'll just, I'll just grab 15 minutes and uh, who knows, maybe make a connection. It could lead to new business. But uh, and, yep, every, exactly. and every once in a while, and today's actually one of those days where I just had so many phone calls and so many random interruptions, I couldn't really get hooked into much of anything today. Uh, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to screw around on social media for a while. And yep. I own that. And I, you know, I own this, that because this... we all play hooky once in a while. Well, you know, and truly, this is how I heard of the Business Creators Radio Show is on yep. social media, right? right? So uh, I, I wouldn't have found this show without that. And right. now that I've had a chance to go on and have a look at the amazing people that you've had on the show, it's like, wow, this is great, you know? So it, it's all, it, it works if you work it. I know. We've had some pretty righteous people, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, totally. you can say it. You can say it. Our, our, our <laughs> guest experts are awesome. They're awesome and they rock. Yes. Okay. So uh, I heard you say something about the Facebook fan page and roll a thumb five times a day. Only one of those have to be yours. Uh, We also talked about the scenario where people may just be really busy and just don't have time to come up with something new to post on their own personal wall uh, or their own personal Facebook or LinkedIn profile or their own personal Twitter, but they want to get something out there just so they're not ghosts. Uh, where can mm-hmm. you find some of this content? 
So content, I, what I do is I follow a lot of other industry um, channels that are, you know, like large social media blogs and things like that. So whatever your profession is, um, I'm sure you follow industry blogs and, and different articles and things like that. And they don't have, all have to be online. They can be offline as well. And so uh, that's what I do is I just look at what's currently out there. And um, when you might think that it's no big deal, but think about your audience. They don't follow things the way that you do. So what they're looking for you to do is take all of that content and curate it for them. And not only that, but to say, here's how it impacts you. So never just post an article just by itself. Like put a little par- you know, sentence or paragraph to say, this is how this uh, new thing impacts you or whatever. Like if, if there's a new feature on social media, which is pretty much every day, I don't just post it. I'll say something about it to say, you know, this is how this is going to affect small business owners or whatever, and I'll just make a comment about that. So that people understand what it means for them, you know? See, and again, this is another example where you can get a lot of stuff done on social media uh, simply by interjecting your brilliance with brilliance that's already out there. That's right. You don't have to come up with anything new. Mm -hmm. And there's also what I do is I like to repurpose content. Yeah. So uh, for, for those of you out there that are speakers, if you've had stuff that's recorded, what I do, or, or even if you have, do video, um, we do a lot of video. So uh, we have it transcribed, and uh, I just send it off to my assistant, and she transcribes stuff. Now you have an article. You have a blog post. And then you can take that one article out of one you know, 500 to 700-word article. I can usually pull out four or five tweets out of that. Because really a tweet is just a sentence, right? It's just a headline. Add a link and boom, you've got yourself a tweet, you know? Yes. And uh, same with Facebook. Add a nice photo and a paragraph from that same content and you've got Facebook posts. So you can take what you've already gotten. Pardon? Isn't that funny how that works? Yeah, it's, it's so easy to take and repurpose content. I love it. You don't have to keep reinventing the wheel over and over again. You can take what you already have and just repurpose stuff. Wow, that's that's really that's really great. See, this is another uh, example of that genius level thinking we have in the Business Creators Radio Show. I certainly know how to pick them. It takes one genius to recognize another, and because it's my show, I get to say that. <laughs> All right, awesome. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you uh, mentioned to me earlier that you have kind of a blueprint for successful social media management. So can you tell me a little bit about that and uh, share some of the steps that are involved? Sure. So it's, um, it's three steps, basically. And each step, there's quite a bit involved. But just, just, to, uh, just as a quick overview, we don't do anything randomly. And uh, whenever you do anything randomly in your business, you know, you're probably not going to be successful at it. So right. we don't randomly post we don't randomly do you know do things um especially with facebook ads we make sure we right. have a, a system for everything so the three tips are uh this in the blueprint the first one is setup and strategy you have to be set up properly to begin with and have a strategy behind everything that you do number two is content and we talked a little bit about content and number three is conversion and what that means is how do you take the social media followers and traffic and turn them into buying customers. And that's really why we're there, right? So that, those are the three steps. And uh, there's a whole um, 
there's a lot of different things in each step that I teach and that I do for my clients. And I've really derived that from my training and background and with working with multiple clients around the world. So, Right. I'd like to explore the conversions piece a little bit because, you know, we're a conversion shop here at HelpMyWebsiteSell.com. Our primary vehicles are product and book launches, but that's really the, the foundation or the or the rice level, shall we say, of what we do is conversions. So mm-hmm. I'd like to hear some of your best practices. Let's say that we have some, I'm going to come up with an example. Um, let's say that there is, I'm going to come up with a scenario where, you know, I, uh, met this woman at a conference. Uh, we're going to call her Stella because that's my cat's name. My cat's sitting right next to me taking a cat nap. So we'll call her Stella. And, you know, we really hit it off at that networking event, but we didn't really talk too much business. So here we are. We exchanged friend requests, and she's liking my stuff like crazy, and I'm liking her stuff like crazy. And it's not flirting. It's just uh, it's just a lot of mutual respect. But mm-hmm. we both know at a certain level or at least I know at a certain level, because I can see the future, that she is going to be a client of mine. Mm-hmm. So we have this liking and commenting going on and, uh, and you know, just friend chit-chat and stuff like that. And it's all happening out on the walls. There's no, like, deep, direct message chat or anything like that. Um, how are we going to turn that into a business conversation? Well, here's the thing. So you don't want to be overtly salesy of course and social media because we're really there to connect with people right Right. where we're you know watching the cat videos and and being fun right yes so but it is okay if you have a following that you've been providing really great information for people and they really appreciate that they don't mind when you put out something every now and then that you know not salesy but just uh you know helps you out as well so For example, one of the things that might be a little bit shocking to some people because I'm a social media expert is you need to have an email list. And a lot of people still are not doing this, especially in the bricks and mortar world. Right. And right. I can tell you because I've had a, 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 a store that you absolutely need an email list. There's, you need a way to capture those leads from social media and bring them over to your world. So the way I sort of uh, describe that is say you were out at a networking meeting. And you start chatting with somebody, and like you say, it's all going great and stuff, but you wouldn't start, you wouldn't just sell them your thing right on the spot, right? You're going to invite them to a coffee meeting or a phone call, or you're going to invite them back to your office. And in this case, your office is your website or your email list. So that's the next step, really, is to convert those people from social media and give them something that they want so that you can get them on your email list. So... One day you might post something like, you know, you had a great result with a client and uh, I'm giving away this free checklist that will help you get X result too. Here you go. And the link goes to a place where that person can then enter their name and email in. They get the free gift, etc. Now the reason why I promote that so much is because guess what? At the end of the day, you do not own your social media followers. You could be shut down in a heartbeat. And I've seen it happen many times. So, but you do own your email list and it's actually considered an asset in your business. Right. So if you were to sell your business, that would be a very valuable thing. So, but you also need a way to keep in touch with your clients ongoing or your potential prospects because really the social media space is really quite noisy. So this is a way to, you know, you've sort of dated now with her. You've warmed her up a little bit. 
you've you know flirted, and now it's time to ask her out for coffee. So you're going to offer her something for free to get her onto your email list. Okay. Sometimes you don't even have to offer the freebie. You can just say, hey, come and join my newsletter, you know, and people do. So, so that's, that's how you do it, is you need to get them into your world somehow. And uh, offering a freebie or, or, or your newsletter is a good way to do it. Okay, that's, that's something else to think of here too. Another thing is you get the opportunity to share with your audience your own successes every once in a while. You get to do a little bragging when you're mm-hmm. giving. Um, I know many people out there who will occasionally like, you know, they'll, and they'll celebrate a really big success they had with a client. Um, and then when you look at, when you look at the rest of the stuff they're doing, they're doing really great famous quotes from dead people. They're posting inspiration. Um, and they're spending a lot of time on other people's profiles, other people's walls and other people's pages, making positive contributions. Again, we, you know, we, we raise up by raising each other up. So here's an yeah. example of something I saw just uh, this morning. It was posted by a gentleman named Christopher Brazy. I believe his website is something like Video Buddha or something along those lines. I've met him in person once, and he does fantastic work. I'd consider him a competitor, but as I said, um, I'll celebrate my competitors when they do great work. And here's what he wrote. He wrote, Client Success Story. Just took on a client last week that's working with an Infusionsoft guru. After letting them know they were sending from a Gmail address, which sets off a Gmail warning because it's going through Infusionsoft, we set out to improve his deliverability. Hot topic. Everybody's looking to increase their deliverability, right? Mm -hmm. So let's get back to Christopher's words. To the tune of a 221% increase in open rates. Then we got about 5% of them to respond to an autoresponder. Mission accomplished. Smiley face. Yes, exactly. And we we do that. I do that all the time in groups. Like you mentioned groups earlier. I'll go in and post something along those lines and, you know, talk about a success that I've had or uh, things like that. And people will automatically respond to that and say, oh, man, I I need help with that. You know, I need how can how can I work with you? And that happens all the time. So, um, you know, there is there is such a thing as oversharing and people you know bragging all the time. In fact, I did a, a recent Periscope about that: how to brag on social media without yeah. sounding you know too obnoxious. This this would be so. a great, this would be a great example how to do it. And this is somebody who builds currency all day long by being a giver and a sharer. Mm-hmm. But that exactly. but that but I didn't tell the whole story. There's more. Oh. Um, so uh, there's another person whose name I'm not going to mention, although I know her too. She responded to him to say, let's chat. So what do you think just happened? She got kind of excited about the possibility of getting those results for herself. So I, saw, so I saw that he posted some brilliance. I saw that he's got one on the line now, could turn into a client, could turn into somebody who knows somebody, you know what I mean? So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know this guy all that well. I've met him once, and we've had a couple of Facebook chats and things like that, but why would I not support him? So I took the opportunity, and here's what I wrote on his thread. I said, good work, especially on getting the replies to the autoresponder. Gmail and other major mail providers look at the back-and-forth interaction with an email address as a determining factor whether or not to treat it as promotional or spam. In other words, to put it in the promotions tab or to dump it in spam in Gmail versus a good email 
that belongs in the inbox. And as you and I both know, there's this big quest uh, when you send out your broadcast emails to have them find their way in Gmail from the promotions tab to the inbox tab. And the way you do that is you have people actually email back and forth between the email address that you send out from so that uh, mm -hmm. Gmail, through its algorithms, begins to recognize this as a real email address from a real human being. It gives it more weight and it gives the email greater deliverability. So I jumped in to back up Christopher just to say, yeah, this guy's absolutely right and here's the reason why. And he wrote back, exactly. So what we saw, the dynamic we saw happening here is we saw somebody who is a big time giver on social media, somebody you should really check out. A competitor of mine, I don't care, I'll help a competitor if they're a good competitor because yep. that's how the world goes around. And uh, he did a little bragging, which he earned because he did great work. And then he had somebody who was, uh, you know, kind of dropping the hook in the water, you know, a little fishing going on. Could, be, could have a client coming in as a result of this, right? So I jumped in. Right. I jumped in to back him. Yeah, yeah, I've done that no. as well. I just did it the other day with another social right. media manager, and she's, right. she's a huge giver as well. Right. I did the exact same thing. The scenario was identical, really. So, right. So yeah. so, yeah, so maybe Christopher at some point jumps in to help me because he just happens to see it in his thread one morning. He's got 30 seconds to type a word of support for a friend. Um, maybe, yeah. he, maybe he finds out about this episode because I tell him we're going to mention him. Um, maybe uh, somebody else sees that I did this or hears that I did it. So when they see that maybe they can support me in some way, they'll leap in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, social media, it really is all about that. I'll scratch your back if you scratch my back. All right. that kind of stuff. It really is like that. And I think people forget about that. They forget that it's not a, it's not a broadcasting medium. And if you just broadcast, it, you know, you sure you'll get a few people noticing you, but you won't be as successful. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And see, and that is something where I had the opportunity to show some brilliance, show some passion, help somebody out, be social, be a giver, and let people see that I'm basically an all-around good guy. And all I was doing was saying, here, here, you're right. Right. Exactly. And at the same time, letting people that you know what you're talking about as well. Right. So I put that, so I've spent a few minutes on this because it just happened today. So I thought this would be a, you know, just, you know, as we're talking about things and you mentioned conversion. So think about all the things that happened in that little example right there, all the different conversion things that were happening. You have people moving different places and in all, pla and in all cases, people are moving closer to each other, just in different directions. Mm -hmm. when you you said, know, and I like to think of, I like to think of social, go sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I like to think of social media as networking. I yes. mean, I can go to a networking meeting and meet 30 people, 50 people, but online that could be 30,000 people, you know? Right. And so uh, that's why what I like to treat it as. It's just networking. You're meeting people, you're connecting with people, you're smoothing with people, and, uh, you know, there's no magic bullet. You're just really just conversing with people. And I think if, if you remember that, that, uh, you know, so many people just, like, I, I spoke to a, a woman this morning, and uh, I was, you know, just doing some consulting on her Facebook fan page and uh, her Pinterest page, and it was literally just product after product after product after product after product posted. Uh -huh. And I'm like, well, it's really salesy. And she's like, oh, I don't sell anything. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're not exactly being helpful either. Well, yeah, and, yeah, so and, just, and you know what I was just thinking? You said, well, I don't really sell anything. Well, duh, that approach you ain't selling nothing.
<laughs> no, she really, and she's not. She's not being successful, which is why she contacted me. But so we came up with a different strategy for her, and you know, there's there, she needs to get in there and help people instead of just posting her products. And I find that that's definitely what what people aren't thinking about. I said, do you go into a? I happen to know this lady in person. I've met her, uh, and I said to her, I've never seen you out at a networking event, just walking around, you know, showing your product to people. Do you actually talk to them? And she goes, yes. And so. You know, she figured it out with that analogy. Oh, okay, that's what I need to do is be a little bit more human. Right. So here's something else I want to point out because you bring up a great point, and I have one more question for you before we get to the part where we get to share a little bit more of your brilliance as we go into the last eight minutes here. Uh, the first thing I want to mention is I see people post things on people's walls all the time where uh, they'll say something like, hey, man, I can't wait to speak with you tomorrow about how we're going to make me a New York Times bestseller. I'm thinking, mm -hmm. post an ad for yourself disguised as a comment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we call that, that hijacking. Yes. I, 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 del <laughs> I deleted it and I said, please don't do that on my wall again. I don't care how great a client you are. Don't do that again. And they understand. Yeah. Uh, another thing is, and I want to get your thoughts on this, uh, we have people out there, and, I, and I'm not tearing anybody down because most of the people that do this are big-time givers. So, mm -hmm. But what they do is they will post something, and it's actually usually something good, actually. Uh, but then what they'll do is they'll tag a bunch of their friends and try and drag their friends into the conversation. Um, what's your thought on that? Well, first of all, Facebook doesn't like it. Um, right. You know, it's it's not something. And if you do it too much, they'll actually put you in Facebook jail. And what happens is, is you're not allowed to post for a little while. You're not allowed to have uh, tag people. You're not allowed to uh, friend people sometimes. So you have to be careful. And um, when you're tagging multiple people like that, you better know them personally. And I've seen some pretty big name people do this too. And it's not really cool to do it. So yeah. just to get yourself noticed by you know, a bunch of different people. Um, so as a strategy, I would avoid it. It's not something that I would teach people to do. It's, it's kind of spammy, really. Yeah, that's my, that's my thought on it, too. And, uh, and I also see it sometimes as a strategy to, you know, get your way onto a whole bunch of people's walls. Um, yeah. I think I've done it once in the past two years. And that it was something, and it was something very benign just because I wanted to see what the reaction was. You know, the fact was um, only one of the people even played along. So it was just a wasted exercise. I put it under the header of, hey, everybody does it once. You know, just try it out, see what happens. But because uh, I'm thinking, what am I missing? Maybe there's something that I don't know. So I tried it, and I, I, I didn't like the results I got. I mean, it, I mean, the results I got were positive, but I didn't like the, the quality for the amount of time I put in. And, uh, and uh, I also saw that of uh, you know, the nine people I tagged, it only showed up on three of their walls because the other six had the controls in place. Uh, you know, it says, mm -hmm. get my permission for you put it on my wall. And most of them didn't accept it. So, uh, so Yeah, it, I do. I have that wasted, too. Kind of a wasted exercise. And then, you know, and, and, and when that stuff happens and, you know, it ends up on my wall or whatever, uh, I usually just don't respond to it. I don't like it and I don't comment on it. I mean, now if it's a friend of mine sharing a cat video or something, that's different. That's different. But if, but, yeah. but if it's somebody like, you know, making a comment where they're just tagging a whole bunch of people hoping to get a group conversation going. And, you know, and another danger is, what if you end up tagging two people who hate each other? 
And and and, that, and now you're getting all kinds of dynamics into there where people might jump in and then the other person jumps in and maybe they don't go at it directly, but there's an undercurrent of something and everybody else is seeing it and then other people's friends start jumping in and then you got a war on your hands. Well, the way I look at it too is that Facebook has that control there for a reason that you're allowed to control what goes on your wall and, and what doesn't. So for, for that reason, you know, showing that it could potentially be misused, um, that says something right there. And when I go to somebody, because I still look at every single friend request. I don't just, you Me know, too. accept every friend request willy-nilly. Yep. Um, and when I go to somebody's page and all I see is, thank you for the request. By the way, my business is blah, blah, blah. Never do that, by oh, the way. Oh, um, oh, I, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I don't thank people for their friend requests. Uh, no, I, and, I think, and I know I, I, think, people, I figure my thank you was I accepted you. Now let's have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I know people that teach that as a social media strategy. Yeah. I actually will unfriend somebody for doing it. Now, I, I won't unfriend them, but I'll, I'll you know, think hard and, you know, fast uh, about yeah, whether I'm going to yep. keep them on. Yeah, you know, you know but, what I've uh, noticed, I've noticed if too. If I go to a... If I go to a new person that has friended me and I look at their wall and that's all I see, they don't have any kind of meaningful content at all, yeah, then yeah. I, I might, might not you know, accept their request. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. When people post those big things that say, thank you for being my friend. And you have a picture of them holding their book and their New York Times bestseller <laughs> and their website and everything else is, uh, is uh, usually what I'll do in that case because they did come onto my wall. And they went into my yeah. space and did it. Just like if somebody came into your living room and threw mm -hmm. down shores and something like that, I delete it and I say, I know we just became friends here. Don't do that again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we are actually at the top of the hour. We have just two minutes left in the broadcast, and I want to give one of those minutes to you. I understand you have a gift for our audience. What do you got? I do. I do. It's, it's a free training. It's actually a recording of a webinar that I did a little while ago. Great. And uh, it's, it's actually called uh, Build Your Business in Two Hours a Week on Social Media. So it's, it's an in-depth look at all of the stuff we've talked about today. And I go into the steps uh, of the blueprint, the three steps, uh, much more in-depth. So uh, people can go watch that at their leisure. And um, that is at crushmarketinggroup.com forward slash free training. Crushmarketinggroup.com forward slash free training. Exactly. I just wanted to say it myself with pauses around it so everybody caught the URL is all because I encourage everybody. I've already seen this training. I encourage everybody else to go check it out too. It's awesome. Go check it out. Great. You're going to love you. it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Just like I have loved our time together. And I know there were some other things that we were needing to cover. And I may bring you back in the future, if you're willing, uh, when we do another Absolutely. track on a different type of social media. So uh, our listeners, you may be hearing from Debbie again within the next year or so. So continue to tune in. Debbie Peck of CrushMarketingGroup.com. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and an education. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, Adam. I've absolutely enjoyed it. You're, you're so much fun. All right. And for everybody listening, this is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please be sure to tune in to our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and subscribe to us on iTunes at Business Creators Radio Show. Search for us or on iTunes or click the big banner in the right-hand column on our website. We help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next